O-M-G. That's how I feel like I have to start this episode with just like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to share with you today's podcast because it was so much fun, but also I'm just a huge fangirl of Heather Sager. I have become obsessed with this person and I think that you're going to as well because if you've been thinking about how does public speaking and podcasting kind of go hand in hand, well, you're going to see in this episode, but I'm just going to be really honest with you. I feel like Heather is like a long lost friend that I just discovered and I feel sad knowing that there have been so many years of my life where she has not been part of it because I love this person so much and I cannot wait to share with you the fire and the wisdom and just all the things that came out of this episode. So let's get right to it. Welcome to The Profit Podcast, where we teach entrepreneurs how to start, launch, and market their podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to figure out the world of podcasting, think of this show as the time-saving shortcut you've been looking for. So let's get right to it, shall we? So like I said in the beginning, I'm really excited about today's interview because Heather Sager was so much fun to interview. We just had so much fun and I have been binge listening to her podcast, which you absolutely have to go check out after you listen to this because we had so much fun whenever I guessed it on her show and I was like, you have to come on and do the Profit Podcast because it's just... We, we, just, we just have to do it. And so we have been like Instagram DMing and we've been chatting more like offline. And I just feel like, I feel like she's just a person that should have been in my life. Like I've been missing out on life because Heather has not been a part of it. And I am just like so upset about that. But you know what? We can only just do what we can with what we have, right? So now I'm, Heather, if you're listening to this, we're, we're best friends, okay? I'm just gonna go ahead and call it what it is. Heather and I are now best friends. She's one of my business besties, and I'm so proud to call her that. But here's a little background on Heather and some of the things that we're gonna talk about today. So Heather Sager is a speaker and an online business coach. She helps entrepreneurs structure their ideas, clarify their message, and hone their speaking skills so they can deliver magnetic live presentations, videos, and workshops that grow their authority. She's spoken on stages around the world teaching six and seven figure business owners how to grow their business using effective communication. She's the host of the top rated podcast, Finding Your It Factor. Before starting her company, she was an executive at a top management firm in healthcare. Heather lives in Portland, Oregon with her husband, two sons, and her furry child chompers. And we talk a little bit about life and family and just all the things that come with being an online entrepreneur in this conversation today. But I hope the biggest takeaway you have is just how to just have fun during an interview, because that's what we did, and it was just so amazing. So let's just dive right into my interview with Heather Sager. All right, Profit Podcast listeners, I'm so excited to introduce to you today my good friend, Heather Sager. So welcome to the show, Heather. Hey, Crystal. So thrilled to be here. 
Yes, this is so fun. So I was telling Heather, it feels like deja vu because I recently did a podcast interview for her podcast. So I'm so excited about this conversation today. And I kind of told everybody who you are and what you do in the introduction, but can you kind of just give us a background on how you have found yourself doing what it is that you do today? Oh my goodness. Well, if you would have asked my mom when I was a little girl, if I would be the person speaking on stages and coaching other people to the same, I, well, maybe she actually probably would say like, heck yes, she would have seen it, but I was this shy little girl and I'm the youngest of six kids. So my siblings always talked for me and Mm. I was so shy, like into kindergarten. I remember my teacher wrote on my report card. They gave report cards in kindergarten that Heather's a joy to have in class. If only she would speak out loud. And (laughs) I was just so shy. I wouldn't articulate myself unless it was something that was really, really important with me or for me. So that has kind of been my mantra in my life is I, I'm not a big talker, which surprises people. I'm actually an introvert. I'm pretty reserved. I'll be the person in a classroom that I will sit back and be quiet the whole time. But if (laughs) there is something that I have a strong opinion on, or I like really want to get involved with, I will use my voice. And so for me, like that's been the whole pathway of my career professionally in my business is using my voice for good to share my message, but also helping other people do the same. Oh my gosh. So what did you do um, before you really got into this coaching and public speaking? Like, has this always been something that professionally, like in your career, did you go to school for communications or like, what did that kind of path uh, look like for you kind of growing up? Yeah. Growing up. Oh, the question of what's your life story? Well, then for me, there was a couple really significant moments in my life and professional experiences that I think led me to perfectly be doing what I'm doing today. One of them was when this, I'm always kind of embarrassed. I don't know why I get embarrassed saying this, but one of the things was when I was in my early twenties, I competed in the Miss America organization and I like did the whole thing, wore the heels and the swimsuit on stage and answered the question on stage. But behind the scenes, I went through a really rigorous process, learning how to interview in like a high pressure, intense interview. That's 10 minutes where they ask you, So many questions, political questions, life questions, questions about you had to have this community service issue that you were advocating for. So they would ask you all of these things. And I loved it. Like I had so much fun in the competitive environment. And I realized that the reason why I loved it so much is because I got really good at using my voice to articulate my opinion. But it wasn't always that way. Like, so when I joined the Miss America organization, the reason why I got into it was my family had started this nonprofit organization in honor of my mom. So she battled cancer all throughout when I was in high school. And she ultimately lost her fight to cancer when I was just before I was 18. And my family started a nonprofit in her name. And we needed to figure out how to get more people to enroll in our cause. So again, the youngest of six kids, my siblings kind of like kicked me and they're like, you're (laughs) going to be our spokeswoman. (laughs) And I'm like, great. So again, the theme of, all right, I didn't really want to do it, but it needed to get done. And I knew I was uniquely qualified to do it. So between that and then running in the local Miss America organization, talking about our nonprofit, talking about breast cancer advocacy, I started realizing that it was actually fun to see your voice being used for good. So I started doing that and then stumbled through. I double majored in college in advertising management and international marketing. So that's my formal 
if you want to call it formal education. Right. But after college, I got a job at a company. It was a fast-paced company that I always describe it like walking into the devil wears Prada situation where everybody was wearing like the fancy suits and the high heels and everybody was hip and young and it just had really great energy. And ironically, it was in the medical space where they did consulting and management work for independent doctors. And what they did was they helped doctors run their businesses. They go to school to be doctors, not to run businesses. So I got a job there running corporate events. Eventually, I got promoted to run their training department. And my job was to inspire these doctors and their teams to run their practices more efficiently, to exercise leadership skills, to uh, to embrace the idea of customer service and sales, which was not something welcomed in the medical space. So there goes, like over the course of 10 years, I was at this company. I ended up, I worked my butt off and I ended up falling into an executive role overseeing the training department where I got to speak on stages around the world influencing medical professionals and their teams how to embrace engagement with their with their customers, their patients and their teams and it was a lot of fun and I realized like hey, if I can convince a doctor how to do their job, I could probably persuade anyone to do anything. And uh, that's really how I found my niche of like well I loved what I taught, I loved the art of speaking and connecting with people more and I realized that other people weren't naturally great at it. Even though I worked hard to get where I was, it also is ingrained in who I am. So I had the question, like, could I actually teach other people to get more confident behind a mic or on a stage and help them accelerate their careers and their businesses? And the answer was yes. So I I left the corner office six-figure job and I started my own business. And now I got to do that. Like my stages are cameras and microphones. And sure, I still speak at events, but it's it's a different way of speaking and the impact is so much greater. Oh my gosh, like that's so first of all, I have to tell you, as soon as you said Miss America, I just thought of Miss Congeniality. And I, I was know. like, you just you immediately I was like, she kind of looks like Sandra Bullock a little bit. <laughs> a light ja- I don't even know what the date was in that movie, but a light jacket, a walk on the beach, the perfect day. Oh Side note, I was Miss Congeniality in one of the years I competed, by the way. I was very excited about that moment. I really connected oh with that movie. <laughs> oh, and then you said Devil Wars Prada. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're just we're we're so jiving right now. Like, yes, yes. Yes. I love it so much. So, um, so how long ago was it that you left corporate and you started your own business? So I left. Okay. So officially I've been in full-time in my business since April 1st of 2019. I've been working on my business for about two years. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. So that's so awesome. And I, I just love so many times that you hit on like, you know, kind of just standing in your own, like being able to hold your own on stages and just feeling confident. And I know that there are so many people listening right now that are like, yeah, well, that's great for you, Heather. You know, you've been doing this for so long, but I just now got into podcasting and I'm terrified. I like, I have had people tell me like they have a physical reaction that is just like, why am I so scared to talk into this microphone when I'm totally by myself? It's not like I'm standing in front of thousands of people. I'm in a room by myself with my microphone and the words just don't come to me. So can you kind of speak to that and tell me um, what has your experience been 
from translating from public speaking on stages to podcasting because Heather has her own podcast, which is amazing. And we'll talk about that more in a little bit. But can you kind of just let's first talk about that. What has been that transition from public speaking on stages to podcasting? Yeah. Okay. I'm so glad that we're starting here with this question because this is where everyone just thinks that, of course, it would be so easy for you just to sit down and record a podcast. All right, friend, let me like give you the real, really how this has worked for me. <laughs> so when I started my business, I knew that I had to come up with some way to connect with my audience weekly, uh, whether it was video or a blog or a podcast or something. And I, when I started, I'm like, oh, I can do some video. Uh, okay, a blog, that's where it can be. I tried a couple different things and I would try video and I would realize that every time I turn on a camera, I would develop this, I would develop like a version of Tourette's where things mm. would fall out of my mouth and all of a sudden I was like screaming Kelly Clarkson and all, I don't know all the bad <laughs> words. And it would, I'm like, what is wrong with me? I People pay me $15,000 for a 45 minute keynote. And I cannot shoot a video. Like, what is wrong yeah. with me? So I, yeah, so I struggled with this. The video scared the heck out of me. And I'm like, oh, man. So I'm, I had to try other things. So I got into blogging. I tried some Facebook Live. And finally, I said, you know, I just need to, I need to do what I feel naturally inclined to do, which is speaking. So I'm, okay, I'm going to do a podcast. So I launched my podcast in September. And I remember sitting down to the first episode thinking like, oh, this is going to be like my jam. I speak to people every single day and I hit record and I sounded like an idiot. Like, I was like, who am I taught? Like, what's even happening? There are no sentences. And here's the thing. It is never as bad out loud as we make it to be in our head. So of course it was not For terrible, sure. but in my head, it was like having this outer body experience of watching like a, a horrible <laughs> brain wreck and you just can't stop it and you can't intervene and you can't like, it's awkward. I don't know. It, that's what happened for me. And honestly, it still happens for me. And I think what it is, is what happens is we see the outcome of other people's published work. We see the outcomes. Mm. We see, we listen to your podcast, we listen to mine, you listen to Amy Porterfield, whoever, you always see that. And every once in a while, people throw in like the flubs, the outtakes, but they're always right. the funny ones, right? We don't actually see how people get to that published moment. So what happens is, even though we know this is illogical, we still all believe this. In our heads, we go, oh, and we start envisioning, okay, what our vision of that finished product is. And what happens is as we, when we step up to the microphone and start recording, there is this thing that happens. The thoughts in your mind, when they come out of your mouth, they are never the same. And we get so frustrated because the picture in our head is that perfect finished picture that we've dreamed up that isn't even reality. We all have really high expectations of ourselves. It happens, right. especially as female entrepreneurs. We just like, no, we can deliver stellar work and we expect it out of ourselves in the first take. So what happens is the words start coming out of our mouth and they're not flowing like they were in our head. But we have to remember our thoughts aren't just words. Our thoughts are like words mixed with images, mixed with all these intangible things, and it makes sense in our brain, but they don't make sense out loud. <laughs> so we get frustrated. We get frustrated, and then we critique ourselves, and then we get mad at ourselves because why can't we do what other people do? Or it just it, it's a spiral downward thing that we don't understand what's happening, and then the narrative we turn on is we're not good at this. 
that we just, maybe we're not meant to do this. Then we start spiraling and questioning everything. And on and on it goes. That's the life of the entrepreneur. So specifically when it comes to sitting down at the microphone, like I struggle with it. Even in this conversation, I'm like, I don't know if that just made sense, what I just said, but like you <laughs> yes, have to, did. you have to make, you have to make a decision that you're going to be committed to the art and the practice of speaking, but also give yourself permission to not sound super sleek and sexy. Like people don't want that. They want you and you have to just grow to know that like, I, if you listen to my words, they don't, they're not all the right words. In fact, sometimes they're not even coherent sentences, but I speak them just going like, this is what I'm saying. And I stand behind it. Like, that's what you have to get to the point. But no, it does take practice. No, that's so good because, um, I, and I love that you shared that even though you have like the, all of this professional, like career wisdom and like, you should obviously just sit down and be the best podcaster obviously. in the world. Like, I, I mean, I love that you just shared that because it's a hundred percent. And I love the, the visual example you just gave me. I'm a very visual person. And for you to just say, like, when you think you think in images and stories and you see, you know, I like you said earlier, like I saw devil wars Prada. I saw Anne Hathaway in my head and I saw, you know, Meryl Streep whenever you said that. And so to articulate exactly what we're trying to say, like it doesn't always flow. So I, I love that you said that because it is something I still struggle with. You guys, I were hundreds of episodes into this podcast and it is something that I still struggle with on a constant basis. So I, I think that you just gave so many people a gift by us just talking about that because if you do not sit down and hit record and you don't sound like an Amy Porterfield or Marie Forleo or Rachel Hollis, it is okay. It is 100% okay. You just have to keep going. So like I said, I think that that was just a huge gift that you gave to a lot of people right there. So I, I'm you. telling you, thank you on behalf of them, because that's awesome. <laughs> you know, that's one of the things that that's I'm one yay for you saying that, because that's one of the things that I'm really intentional with, with my brand. I had to struggle with this a lot when I was building my brand of going, okay, if I'm going to be a speaker, and I'm going to be the example to other people of what it looks like to be a magnetic speaker. I grappled with this idea of, if I show up, quote unquote, perfectly all the time, I'm just going to fuel that ridiculous thought that everybody has, which is other people are just better at it. They're more naturally inclined. Like I couldn't be like X, Y, and Z. And not that I'm saying like, I'm definitely nowhere close to the Amy Porterfields or Rachel Hollis or whoever else, like, right. And I'm not trying to be, but I think for me, one of the very intentional things with my brand, which is why I think my audience loves it is I show the word flubs and the realness as they happen. I will go into my Instagram show stories and be like, hey guys, I just literally did 11 takes of a 17 second podcast intro because I could not pronounce the word, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. and, I, like it's, and I get so frustrated and this just happened two weeks ago. So I will show my audio file of all my recordings of going, look how many takes it took me to do this. I will show the hundreds of videos on my computer that I've never published. I was just practicing. I will show that because I don't think enough influencers and online business owners, especially women, I don't think they want to be seen as someone who's a work in progress, they want to be seen as the final product. Like the, here's the example of what's possible. I think to be a strong leader, you have to do both. You have to show what's possible, but also show people what it takes to get there. 
Oh, that's so true. And it's so good. And it's funny because like we're sitting here, we're recording this. I just had to mute myself and like scream at my kids because yeah. I keep hearing them in the background. And I'm just like, y'all, this is hashtag quarantine life, hashtag real life, you know, and it's just like, but I think that us sharing these things, sharing these little imperfections, if that's what you even want to call them, but I just want to accept it that, you know, when people talk about having your own business and working from home and doing all these things, this is part of the deal. Like if you are a working mom and you have kids at home, I just, I I mean, I, I think so, there are some people in the industry that would see it as like, oh, I could never have someone interrupt me and I can never have it. And I'm like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to learn from someone like that. That's not the I business that we're that. building. Yeah. Right, right. I changed a, I changed a diaper on a Zoom session last week. <laughs> Like I, I put, I, I took my camera off because it was a, it was not a great one. I have an almost two year old, and uh, I had to like in that, and then I got back on it, and I was like, hey guys, sorry, I had to change diaper. It's the I am not yeah. afraid to call out the realness because when I don't, I am out of alignment with my brand, and I think right. this for each person, you have to determine. This uh, this is where I always start the conversation with any of my students or clients is going. What, like, how do you want other people to see you? How do you want people describing you and your podcast? How do you want people describing you as a service provider, you as a coach, whatever it is you do, how do you want people talking about you? And if it's authentic, if it's funny, if it's real, if it's professional, whatever the words are that you want other people using, you have to exemplify that. And that includes the moment you show up to the microphone. So I don't think anybody is trying to follow a brand that's polished or sleek. Right. Like that's not what you're going for. So get like, figure out for me, I know what alignment looks like. You have to answer that question for you is what do you want people saying about you when they hit end on the show where they tell their best girlfriend about, oh my gosh, you have to listen to Heather. She talked about a poopy diaper on her podcast. Like what do you want people (laughs) saying about you? And it gives you permission just to show up as you. Like that's where the power comes in. And that's where you can start getting a lot more comfortable, even though you'll probably still get sweaty. I still do. When I record episodes, like you start getting comfortable of going, I know it's going to feel uncomfortable, but I feel willing to step into that discomfort. Right. Exactly. Especially knowing that someone on the other end of it is going to benefit from it. So it's funny because I was actually listening to your episode with Bobby Clink earlier today. Um, yeah, I for Bobby. sure. I'm going to, I'm going to link to Heather's podcast, but I'm going to specifically link to the one that she did recently with Melanie. Y'all have heard Melanie here on the podcast before. And then Bobby, I'm hoping to have him as a guest, but I love that, you know, y'all are sitting here and you're talking about all these things. And I'm just like, I'm so in awe of how well your podcast really flows. But at the very beginning, you're talking so intimately to your listeners and you're you're even saying, I don't really have everything figured out about you. And I don't know you as in, like, I hope that you're really understanding me and who I am, but I'm still trying to figure out who you are. So tell, can you just talk about that for just a second? Cause I it's really so enjoyed funny. that part of it. It's so funny because I forgot I did that. That, okay, okay, so let's let's make this real. That podcast interview was the, or the intro was the example I was referencing before, where oh I gosh, reshot so that intro so many times. I got so frustrated. I had to walk away and come back. And here's why. And I, and I think a lot of you will resonate with this. 
sometimes, especially as women in business, when we're talking about ourselves or we're talking about being a credible source or whoever for our audience, we struggle with this idea of how much do we include to make it sound like we're fancy and credible versus when's that bragging piece. And that intro with Bobby, I wanted to be about Bobby, but I also needed to have a bigger mission, which was introduce this concept of the like, know, and trust factor, which is kicking off a series. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. how do I, how do I give Bobby what he deserves in terms of him putting the time into my show and make sure this intro is about him, but also it's not about Bobby. It's not about me. It's about my audience. So I had to really figure out what did I want to include in that intro? And it took me a few takes, a lot of really scrappy notes on a Google Doc around what did I want to include? And finally, I shut down the Google Doc file that I had suggesting in, and I just hit record and just started talking. So to be perfectly honest, I don't even remember what I said. I, I don't because <laughs> I I was like, I, I was so over the trying to make it perfect and scripted and just going, I need to speak from the heart. So for me, like that thing that you're referencing is, I am a huge fan. You've probably heard me say this many times before. I say this a lot. Two of my staple things that I live by are you have to be confident and you have to be humble. And you you can't have one without the other, but to be a really good leader, and I think as online entrepreneurs, we are leaders, you have to have this blend of confidence and humility, which means that when you choose to include things in your intro or in your show, you have to be constantly asking the question is, is this in service to my ego or in service to my audience? And I was feeling like, you know, it's pretty presumptuous for me to say, here's all the ways that I'm building a relationship with you by telling you all about me without also acknowledging that it is a one-sided conversation on a podcast. And one thing I really want to encourage of my email subscribers, my Facebook or Instagram followers and my listeners is if you're, if you feel inspired, reach back out that I do listen, I do care, and I want to get to know them because I'm building this for them. So that's, I think, what was on my heart is that whole idea around humility is I was trying to balance that as I was really confident that what we were going to talk about in the series about the no like, and trust factor was going to be really helpful, but it would be kind of ridiculous and pretty egocentric for me not to recognize that I am still getting to know my audience and my business and podcast are still relatively new, even though both of them are, are deemed very successful. Well, I, I thought it was just so good because, well, I want to just touch on exactly what you just said, because um, I love the idea that you're sitting there, you're trying to make it all polished, you're trying to make it all perfect, and then you just scrapped it and went with your gut, basically. Like, what, what, what is in my heart? What am I actually... Because that is really like... I felt it, Heather. I felt like, oh, she's really trying. Not a fluffy sentence that sounded so beautiful. You know, it's like, oh, we got to send her, you know, some kind of award, like a Pulitzer Prize for writing that beautiful sentence. But it was just (laughs) (laughs) yes, exactly. Like it just, it was just so genuine. It felt so genuine. So that's awesome. I love the behind the scenes little piece that you just shared. But since we are already like, I feel like we're really into the conversation now. And like you are just in the coaching mode. I want you to share with the audience what you were telling me earlier that are your five P's. Is that where you want to start? Because I know you had a few things that you wanted to share. Yeah, let's do let's do two things. I think what helps you feel more comfortable when you step up to the microphone and really feel like that authority for your audience. I think there's two things. We have there's the content that you're going to share, which is connecting the dots between what's in your brain and comes out of your mouth. There's the content piece. And then there's the delivery piece. So like, let's quickly hit on the content piece and then jump into some delivery tactics, if that's cool. 
Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Sounds great. So, uh, okay. So the fact that you mentioned that uh, my little intro would not have won any awards because it's probably technically not like the perfect way to say it is probably the <laughs> yeah. most perfect way to describe me because I like, I don't do things technically correct. I go by gut feeling and I go by basic principles that I teach in terms of how to speak eloquently. But at the end of the day, you just have to trust your gut. But here's the thing for me, I'm able to trust my gut in the moment speaking because of the work I do behind the scenes. So let me give you guys a gift and it's not very sexy, but it's heck of like very effective, very effective. I focus on something that I call my word vomit strategy. And it's something that I teach (laughs) all my students and clients. I talk about this on my podcast is if you want to strengthen the connection between the ideas in your head and then what actually finds its way out of your mouth is you have to think about that like a muscle and you have to exercise that muscle consistently. If you want a six pack, you can't just do two crunches and then be like, oh, I didn't give my six pack. Like you got to do the crunches every day. So how you do this is not overly fancy. It's you word vomit which means you think of an idea or what I love to do. I know you teach this technique, interview yourself, ask yourself questions. So you don't have to do this on your show. Although if you do it on record, you can go back and listen because, but that might be totally overwhelming on its own. So just in private, like while you're doing your makeup or you're in the shower or you're driving in the car, ask yourself a question out loud. This is the most important thing. What you think in your head is not what's going to come out of your mouth. And if you believe that, oh, I rehearsed something, in my head, that's not rehearsing. Don't fool yourself. You're still going to sound flubby. So don't do that. So out loud, say the question out loud, like, okay, let's say, Heather, how do you not be awkward with your hands? That could be a question I ask to myself out loud as I have. And then you just see what falls out. Just start talking and just let it go. Word vomit. Don't try to make it fancy. Don't try to make it pretty. Don't try to make it perfect. Just allow yourself to answer it. And then what you'll notice is it's going to sound like a hot mess. Great. (laughs) You have the first draft done. Step one, complete. Move on to step two, which is ask yourself the question again. And then do it again and do it again. And you'll notice two things. What happens is the more you ask the same question and answer that question, the tighter your response will get. But also you'll have a moment where you say something and you go, oh, that sounded good. And You should take note of that and you should write that down. And I call that a golden fragment. It's like a, it's not even a full sentence. It's like two or three words strung together that you go, oh, hot damn, that was nice. I should say that again every time someone answered that question. And those little golden fragments become part of your language. That's what you need. You don't need scripts. You don't need all these big fancy outlines, although they help. You need to know that, hey, when somebody says, hey, Heather, like, how do I have or how do I how do I control my voice more when I'm speaking? I'm like, oh, I got you. I have the five P's around how you get better with your voice. Let me give them to you. Like, you know, when somebody asks this question, you know, you're going to have an answer related to whatever X is, but you have to allow yourself the word vomiting process to figure out what sounds natural for you, not just taking other people's ideas and letting them fall out of your mouth. Well, I love this so much because, um, and I can speak to this because I recently, I spoke at, um, the spark Christian podcast conference, which was here. And oh my gosh, Heather, I, I so wish I would have had you as my coach. Cause it probably would have like made me not go through so much of like the traumatic stuff that I went through. Cause I've spoken on stages before, but I was for some reason extra nervous because it was the first time for me to speak on podcasting, but I practiced 
And I don't know, you're going to like, I feel like I'm about to either get like a clap or like you're going to say <laughs> that wasn't enough. Just keep but going. I think, I, great. I think I practiced at least four or five times in my office all the way through like the entire thing. And you're so right. Like there were certain little golden nuggets that hit every time. And I was like, oh, that's really going to resonate. And then when I got on stage, like it just, it, it hit, it still hit every time because I had practiced it, but you are 1000% correct. Like what I thought was going to come out in like in my head, the first time I went through, I was like, you know, I'm looking around, like there's nobody in my office and there was nobody in my office, but I was like, what you said just didn't even make any sense. And you're like, you kind made of embarrassed, no even sense. though it's just new, you're kind of embarrassed <laughs> and you're like, hi, what was that? Like, I don't, yes. I don't know. It's like, it's like when you're shopping and you find this really cute outfit on the hanger, like this dress, and then you put it on and you're like, no, this is not no. me. Like, yes. no. <laughs> Yes, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, imagine if you would have stopped there. Imagine if you would have stopped there and yes. then put your head in the sand and said, you know what? I'm just going to see whatever comes to me on stage. Imagine yes. how you would have felt if you did that. And then you had that, you had to commit to it on stage and walked off stage. You would have most likely been like, well, I did it, but would you have been proud of it? Right. No. Oh my gosh. Like I just like, oh, it just kind of made me like physically cringe a little bit thinking about if the very first time I practiced it would have been on stage, I would have probably been mortified and been like, what just happened? I don't even know what just happened. So, oh yeah, that's, it that's happens. so good. I it happens all the time. And here's the thing. And this, I, I think this is something that's really, really important for everyone to hear that moment of awkwardness that happens when you practice a presentation or you step up to the microphone to record your first podcast episode or your very first intro voiceover that you want to do, whatever it is that you're recording, you have that moment where you do it and you're like, Ugh. the worst thing that you can do is to do the What's, is it the ostrich? That's the animal that puts their head down in the sand? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, that's what most people do is they go ostrich and go like, oh, nope, whatever. I'm just going to like, just go with it and just be done with it. And you know what? That's one strategy you can do is just record it and be done with it and not think about it until the next episode. But here's the thing. Like most likely you're trying to start a podcast because you want to reach more people well, here's the thing. Like, think about Rachel Hollis for an example. If you go to YouTube and Google Rachel Hollis keynotes, like, you will laugh ridiculously because, sure, you might see some recent ones of her being really dynamic on stage, like jumping up and down and dancing and preaching. But if you look at most of the videos, they're her looking super awkward and uncomfortable and really ridiculous with note cards. And she's like shaking. Right. And she leaves them up there because she wants to show you that speaking doesn't start with the giant 6,000 person auditorium that she's doing right now. So right. you, the worst thing you can do is put your head in the sand and be like, oh, it's going to get better, but I'll just test it on my audience. Like, no, if you can get comfortable in behind closed doors and get real with yourself and leaning into that discomfort and embarrassment that we feel when we make mistakes, like for ourselves, like it's a weird feeling. You're like, why am I embarrassed? Lean into yes. that and ask yourself, why are you embarrassed? And then say, you know what? Like, if you're going to feel embarrassed, pep self, talk yourself out of it. Be like, all right, that I'll say this out loud. That was ridiculous. You sound like an idiot, but you're not an idiot and you can do it better. Like, yeah. again, like get back up, do it again. Get back up and do it again. So if you have to, Rachel Hollis, pep talk yourself, do it. Like whatever you have to do, but you have to make the commitment to push through that awkward discomfort. It does feel embarrassing. I don't know why that is, but it happens to all of us. Yeah, and I feel like um, I'm getting... 
I'm, I'm remembering, you know, because I've been podcasting for close to two years. I mean, it's just, it's so crazy, like how, how much time has flown, but how it really hasn't been that long of a time. We were actually talking about this on your podcast, Heather, whenever it was like, it feels like decades have gone by since I started, but it's, it's been like two years. Like it's crazy. But, you know, I think back to the first few episodes and I'm like, I did listen like back to myself and I totally scrapped it. And then I'd do it again. And then I totally scrapped it. But now that like, I'm actually saying this out loud, I'm like, I did that a lot. I did like, or I would start talking and it wasn't so much while I was talking. It was when I listened back to it where I was like, what are you even saying? And then you're like, so you do like, you just got to get, you have to find that rhythm. I think as a podcaster, as a speaker, where you feel just a little bit out of your comfort zone because it's new and there is a learning curve. I'm sure you feel way more comfortable now that you've been podcasting what you said since September. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure now when you sit down, it's like, okay, maybe you have to take a deep breath and you're like, all right, we're going to do this. But it's not as like, oh my gosh, because like you said, you've exercised that muscle and you're like, I I can just do this. So I think that that is such a gift to everyone to just, it's just keep going. You guys keep going. Don't just put your head in the sand and pretend like, okay, you know, I'm just going to throw it out there. Like keep improving, keep trying to get better every single day. And (laughs) I mean, I'm just going to call it what it is. Talk to yourself, talk to yourself more often. If you're not talking to yourself, like Heather said, in the shower, in the car, like when you're by yourself, like just practicing interviewing yourself, it may sound super silly, you guys, but when you sit down in front of the microphone, you won't feel as silly and you won't waste a ton of time. Yeah. I like to say, like when I'm talking to someone, I'm like, have you met yourself? You're freaking awesome. Make friends with her. Like talk to (laughs) her, coach her. Like we all do it in our head with like the negative version of her. Like why not also be that person for yourself, but get to know yourself. I do this with video. I encourage people to turn on the video. Like we have video on right now so I can see myself right now. I am very comfortable with what my face looks like. I'm very comfortable knowing that my left eyebrow has a tendency to be super crazy town. And it's like weird. I don't know. It always goes up and it's kind of distracting. And I have this tooth that has a gap in it that I didn't know was there. And I am acutely aware of what I look like now on video. But here's like, once I, I don't know if I can say this, but I'll say like, once I lost my video virginity, like just got over it and said, okay, (laughs) now let's like figure out how to make it better. That's like, that's what I think is the don't hide from yourself. Other people see you. So you may as well see what they see. And don't be so critical because they're really not that much. So, but we can, why don't we like talk about, okay, so once you're watching yourself or listening to yourself, like there are things you can do to get better in terms of your vocal talent. Yes. Let's talk about those. Yeah. So this is where I get super geek out. So like you just bring me back if I go down a really long rabbit hole around the word pieces. But when it comes to communication, most of us focus on the words that we're saying. And you think of a podcast, like it's our content, it's our words. But remember, the art of communication has three parts. It's the words that we say, it's how we say the words, and then everything that's nonverbal. So with podcasting, everything is auditory. So you don't have the body language piece, but just know in normal conversation, when you're talking with people of your message, 55% of what you say is your body language. It's the, it is the crazy eyebrow raise that happens when somebody (laughs) says something. It is the like resty, not so nice person face. It is the closed off arms. Like we say so much without saying anything at all, which is why we can communicate to people in other languages without having a shared language. We can get it. Right. So notice when you're on a podcast, that's off the table, which means the other two pieces of communication, how you say it in the words you say, if you look at the whole pie, like 
38% of your message is how you deliver the words and only 7% is the words you say. So full pie, I like to say the body language or the communication pie, 100%, 55% body language, 38% tone and delivery and 7% words. So the reason why I share this is when you're on a podcast, all of your message is in your articulation of your words. Like you have the words, yes. And that's why I said like, half my words sometimes aren't even the best words. They don't even make sense. Sometimes I string words together and make them up. It's whatever I commit, but how I deliver information, that's what captivates my audience. And that's what I want to teach you guys how to do too, because it is a learned art. And what happens is most of us are so unintentional with how we deliver. We're so caught up in our own head around the words we're saying that we don't think about how the other people are experiencing them. So I teach something in my programs. It's called the five P's of vocal delivery. Let me hit you with those real quick. And then I'll give you some examples around how you guys can have a little bit more charisma to your voice and like pack a bigger punch with the really good content that you already have. So I want to point something out real fast before you jump in, because I mean, Heather, you should have seen her like we're on video. She was like getting all situated in her chair. She's, she's ready to go. Like I, like I hope you're prepared because I'm, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> We're talking about, you don't see like the physical reaction, but she, she's ready. Like she is getting situated and she is it's ready. ready. There's stretching, <laughs> there's stretching involved. No, I'm yes. just kidding. Okay. So I'm going to hit them to you with all five and then we'll go into them and we'll make this quick. And here's the thing. These are not going to be new, like, whoa, things. These are all things you already know, but I want you to think about just because it's common sense doesn't mean it's common practice. It's my favorite Will Rogers quote. And I come back to it over and over again. What I want you to do is start noticing these things in the rest of this conversation, but also anything that you listen to or watch moving forward. I want you to start paying attention because I'm a big believer. If you can notice it in other people, you can then start noticing it in yourself. So that's like the big tip around all of this is you might not be able to apply it right away, but you can start noticing what you like and don't like with others. And I think that'll actually come back to you and it'll help. Okay. So the five are pace, pitch, pause, power, and passion. And I know you talk about a lot of these in your content too for podcasting, but let's hit on them quickly. So pace, I'm not just talking about your normal rate of speech. Some people like me were fast talkers. Some are really slow talkers and you hear like those podcasts might be soothing, but I have to turn them up on double speed because I don't (laughs) have time. So I like to think about pace is how do you keep people engaged? And I want you to imagine like driving a stick shift. You want to vary it up a bit. Like sometimes you want to like downshift and like slow it down to have a speed change with your audience. And then if you're getting excited and you're ramping up, you start talking faster and faster and faster. And you'll notice they'll start getting excited too. Look, you're bouncing with me as we're talking <laughs> like, about this. Let's do this. So yes. <laughs> I want you to think about pace is like different speeds and you should never, especially as a podcaster, you have to create excitement and like build suspense with your audience, which you do through a couple of things. But I think speed is one of the least utilized ways that people vary their voice. Practice it. Like, how can you get faster and faster when you're in a topic, but then slow it down and bring them back in? So pace, that's one way I want you to start noticing how do you hear other people varying their pace. Number two, pitch. So we all know pitch is tone. Like it's the like the high notes or low notes. And the thing I want you to pay attention to, again, is variability. 
So, well, variability and also just natural tendency. So one question I get a lot, especially from female podcasters is, how do I get my voice not so nasally and high? Like when I get nervous, I can't even do that, right? Like that sounded terrible. But like we get, we hold, we hold nerves in our throat. And so when we get nervous, it happens on stage two that we're like saying things high. And all of a sudden we're sounding really like nasally and brass. I don't know. I'm just noticing Janice from Friends. Yes. No, don't be Janice. So I just want you to pay attention to notice when you get nervous, does your throat get closed up and you get a little bit, you don't come across as confident if that's happening. So what you want to do is figure out, okay, how do I one take note of that? And if you notice, if you just relax a bit and try to pull that tension out of your throat, your voice will drop down a bit. That's part one. But the other piece around pitch, just notice the same thing as speed vary your voice. So I, you can't see my video right now, but imagine like a bar graph that's going up and down and up and down like a roller coaster. I don't want you to just be going up and down and up and down, but think about like crescendoing. How do you go higher to make a point? How do you go lower to make a point? Like, how can you vary it up? And my favorite way to practice this is, I think I told you this before on my podcast, uh, telling bedtime stories to your kids like get into character when you tell bedtime stories and you can actually practice all five of these P's. But I think the, the pitch piece, a lot of people just think like, Oh, the rule of thumb is don't let your inflection go up when you end a sentence so that you sound confident. You know, that's like when you end it with a question mark versus a period, that's like the, the biggest example people talk about with an inflection. But I think your voice is like character. Did you notice that when I just said that, I think your voice is more like a character I yes, could have easily just said like, that, right? I could have just said, I think your voice is like a character. Do you hear like the very, very vivid difference between those two things? Yes, like, 100%. About, yeah, so you have to try that with your voice. I think reading bedtime stories really like crazily to your children, you can go crazy and you're doing it, quote unquote, for them. So you can try different things with your voice and then you can bring a version of that to your podcast. So pitch. Number three, pause. We all know what a pause is. It means take a freaking breath <laughs> and let yes. your people catch up, yes. right? So incorporate pauses. This is really hard when your brain runs a mile a minute and you find pauses uncomfortable, which many of us do. Just notice when you're filling every sentence with the words and and so, you're writing a giant long paragraph versus breaking things down into sentences for your audience. So, and, and so they're filler words that people don't talk about. I like to say, if you notice that those are probably a place where you need to take a breath, take a pause, switch gears with your audience. If you're moving from topic to topic, I have to tell you, I struggle with this one because I get so excited and have so much information to throw out. I never pause. So this is one that I constantly have to work with and most likely the same for your audience. Yeah. Well, I'm just sitting here. I'm like, oh, guilty on that one. I can, I'm imagining every single episode, every YouTube where it's like, and so. Yeah, like, yes, they're my two guilty. words. I, I always hate talking about filler <laughs> words because the ums and the uhs, I'm really good with those for the most part. But ands and so's, when I point that out, I'm like, oh, dagger, I'm so bad. So <laughs> all of these, like I just said that. So, okay, it, we all do them. It's creating the awareness of them. And what you're trying to go after is how do I get just a tiny bit better? Just a tiny right. get, tiny bit better. Every show, a tiny bit better. I know you talk about this. 1% better. How do I just get a little bit better? These are things, even when you've been doing podcasts like you for two years, you still have ways you can level up. I bet you're for going sure. to start telling like character stories to figure out how can I make <laughs> my face all crazy to get my voice going? 
Like these are ways you always should be up leveling, leveling. These are ways that you can do that. I love it. Okay. Last two, I'll hit on them quickly. It's power and passion. So let me just hit those side by side power. I just wanted a P word. I'm talking about volume. So power is vary it up. You're noticing the theme here is variability. You need to keep your voice interesting. If you're going to keep people's attention and get them not to drop off on your episode or just not come back. So power you, when you're excited, you talk louder. If you're going to go backwards and be a little bit more timid or quiet with your voice, pay attention to that. There's a moment for, I say tenderness when you're talking where you want to slow your pace, lower your power, be a little softer. But if you have an entire show where you're talking softly and slowly, you're not going to keep people, although it might be great for meditation. <laughs> pay attention. Just pay attention to what your voice does naturally. But I like power. Um, the power piece, variability is great too. And then passion is just, do I believe that you're excited about what you're talking about? Do I believe that you really have experienced what you're talking about? Do, do I believe that that thing that you said was emotional for you actually hurt you? Like, are you bringing authentic emotion to the party? Because uh, this is one of the number one things that I always hear from people after interviews with me or me on stage. They're like, if you're that about like this excited about speaking, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm not even interested in speaking. And now I'm kind of thinking that it's a thing I should do like, <laughs> right. I get like that every day from people who have nothing to do with thinking speaking would be part of their business. But because I'm so passionate about it, because I bring such a magnetic approach to it with my personality and how I deliver information, all of a sudden people just want to enroll themselves in my cause. That's right. passion. Like, and that to me is most important than anything else is you have to bring believability into your voice, which means like you, you're excited, you are excited about what you're doing. Now you have to be like, how do I convey that? And that's where all five of these P's really come in. I love it. I love it so much. And I really love that you hit on uh, the passion piece because I feel like that is where I excel. Y'all, there is a fly in here and it is driving me insane. I've been swatting at it forever. <laughs> I'm just like, this is going to be away. the best video. I hope you use the video. <laughs> oh it's driving me crazy. Um, but yeah, I think it's just um, the passion piece for me is just, I mean, people tell me all the time, like Crystal, I could not get over how geeky and dorky you are about podcast. Like podcasting surely cannot be that interesting. But I think that that is why a lot of people respond to my message is because like, I just can't help but exude that. But so, but I feel like this is something that comes natural to me. But if somebody is like, well, I really just want to start a podcast, like, will the passion kind of follow? Like, what, what would your advice be? Like, do you think that it should be start a podcast about something you're passionate about or start a podcast and hope that you find your passion. Like you will not find your passion. You will not find your passion. I think this is like the thing they, I don't know, people talk about this idea. It's like, don't start a business for the money. You got to start a business for the cause, but you also have to know how you're going to make money. So it's the, I like, you have to be passionate about whatever it is you do. Here's the thing. If you just want to make money, sure, go for it. Like whatever you want to do. But I know your audience is similar to mine. They have a cause that they're excited about. Right. There's something exactly. that they feel so called to that's bigger than where they're at right now. And they see like they see this, this idea in them that they know that they're equipped to be able to communicate that, but they're not quite sure how. Like there's this calling piece. So of course there's something telling you that this is the thing for you. So you have to you have to lean into that passion. You have to lean into that. And like the 
I'm going to go on a weird example here for a second, but the (laughs) thing that I want you to gut check is, okay, so you hear on every podcast, they get on the first thing they said, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about today's topic. I want you to listen. If you say that or just test it out loud, listen to yourself and say, are you? (laughs) Because (laughs) does your voice say that you're excited about it? Does your voice actually say it? And just to give you a little behind the scenes tips for me, I feel like the word excited is so overused. The version of excited is just like, okay. So I never say I'm excited or I rarely say it. I probably say it sometimes. My word that I've replaced it with is thrilled. That is my word. word. Whenever I tell someone, I'm like, hey, I am so thrilled for you. Like I will use the word thrilled because I know I'll probably have to change it in a couple months, but that word, I know if I'm using thrilled, it's a genuine thing that I'm happy for them. Excited is just bleh word. So like, think about that when you're, when you're talking about emotion, you're talking about your passion, like pay attention to the words that you use and do you really believe them? And then actually listen to your own voice and, and ask yourself your question. But are you? It might be <laughs> yes, or it might be like, ha, huh, how do I portray that more? go back to the five P's and start practicing a bit. And actually, if you think about it, passion is just like the metric that says, am I jamming on all of these? So really right. it's only four P's, the pace, the pitch, the pause and the power. Those are the four to work. And then that's how you exude your passion. I love it so much. I love it so much. And I have a question about your hands, moving your hands. So do you find yourself doing this? Cause I do this. I'm, I'm a hand talker like typically, but you know, here, like we have, you know, we have our nonverbal cues, like we're both nodding and we're smiling. And like, this is what happens when you're on an interview. But whenever you're speaking by yourself on your podcast, do you find yourself using your hands a lot? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I, uh, it's yeah. actually really funny. I, I get comments on my hand gestures all the time. So I know I practice hand gestures a lot. A lot, uh-huh. a lot, a lot. And how I got better at it, like, side, like this is a side note thingy, but I used to take phone calls on my earbuds and walk around my office and pace using my hands like I was in conversation because okay. I, I'm super tall. I have what you would call like, I call them monkey arms. Like they're very long, very <laughs> awkward. I, my hands are piano player hands. They're beautiful piano, but they're like so awkward and long. I really don't love them. So I had to lean in and go, how do I get more confident with my like, confident, comfortable, however you want to say that uh, example of word flub, but how do I get more confident and comfortable with my body? I had to practice. So I practice just like the word vomit. I practice using my hands all the time. And I will tell you, I am damn good with hand gestures. <laughs> Like I'm so good. Like on stage, I'm like, I am like an artist. Like it's so, I have worked so hard for the last 15 years to get comfortable with using my full body to speak. And so I will never hold that back because getting into that full character, like you see me, I'm beat bopping around as we're talking. Like that's how I get the energy into my voice. If I were to sit here with my hands folded in my lap and try to talk to you, Oh, one, I would feel miserable, but two, I would not be able to get out what's in like my heart and my head. Like, it's just not possible for me. And I know that by myself about myself. So I use whatever hand gestures, use whatever movements, stand up if you need to like do what you need to do to get into that rhythm. So, you know, you're in alignment with how you want to come across. Oh, that's so good. I just, I really wanted to just point that out because I do the same. Like, it's funny because you said that about, I have my hands folded in my lap while my guest is talking. So I don't interrupt. Like, this is my thing. It's like, I just, cause I don't want to, cause I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is so good. I'm like, nope. You gotta wait. You gotta wait. Cause this was, you're like sitting on your hands. (laughs) Yes. Because I know a lot of new podcasters, they're like, how do I not interrupt my guests? And I'm like, just do what you would do to kind of like, you know, hold yourself 
from interrupting because that is like, it's, I feel like it's a cardinal sin and I'll listen to podcasts and I'm just like, Oh, like, just let them talk. Like you had them on your show, let them talk. But I, I love yeah. that you're so like, you're flowing and you're honest. Cause I do the exact same thing when I do my solo yeah. podcast. Like I have my hands go, I have, I, I'm pretending that I am sitting across the table talking to someone over coffee or, you know, out with a girlfriend. And like, we're just like we're just in conversation because it feels more natural to me than if I just imagine, oh, I'm sitting here by myself in front of this microphone and no one's actually there. I don't feel like it just doesn't flow. I like to just be in the flow of everything. And like you said, like the physicality of moving and it just, it does bring more energy to my voice. So I'll even close my eyes. Like I'll even close my eyes sometimes if I need to, like I to get in the zone. That's like my little bonus thing. If you, to get comfortable with yourself, if you need to close your eyes, it's totally fine. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, I want to switch gears real fast. So I have some rapid fire questions. Are you uh, up let's for do it? it? Yes, let's do okay. it. Okay. So we've kind of touched a little bit on um, being a brand new podcaster, but what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is just starting? They are a baby podcaster. What piece of advice would you give to them? Oh, the, oh, a rapid fire question. <sighs> give yourself a lot of grace. It sounds so much better to other people than you are making it sound to yourself. So just hit send, hit publish, hit whatever, get it out. It will always get better, but you have to start somewhere. Yes. Yes. That's the motto around here. I love it so much. So this is a two-part question because you have a podcast. So who would be the dream podcast for you to be on and who would be your dream podcast guest? Oh, I'm a, I'm a geek. I actually have a podcast dream list. Uh, so I, I'm a big fan of Lewis Howe's podcast and Ed Milet. Okay. They're two. I don't listen to them consistently, but I really look at those. I've been listening to a long time. So I think if I had to pick one to be on, it would be Ed Milet's podcast. And to have a guest on my podcast. Oh man, I I like to have guests of people that I would want to hang out with. So mm-hmm. I. I would, I, Jenna Kutcher, I like her a lot. I really like her. I would have her on the show and specifically (laughs) because for her, she doesn't do a lot of speaking on stages and she's just starting to. So I would want to interview her about that transition from virtual to stages. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Do you consider yourself a perfectionist? No, I used to. I used to, and then I realized that um, me being a perfectionist, I was still making a ton of mistakes. So I got really comfortable with the idea of I am committed to progress, not perfection, as Marie Forleo says. Uh, but I, I am really good at getting stuff out. But I have mistakes. Like somebody just sent me some things the other day around like errors in my freebie, and I'm like, meh, whatever. <laughs> Whatever. No, I can. I'm, I'm the same. I'm. A, I'm a recovering perfectionist, is what yeah. I like to say. <laughs> And I kind of threw this one into the mix, uh, given everything that's been going on in the world in the last few weeks. Um, if you had to describe one word that you've been feeling ever since we've been staying at home and everything's just kind of like changed about the world itself, what would that one word be? Flexible. Flexible. Y'all, this fly that is in my it's office, really I'm, a, I'm about, <laughs> it's just like landed on my face. I'm about to lose my mind. If you hear anything crash in a second, it's because I threw everything off of my desk. So no, <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. But yes, so flexible. That is such a good word. And I think that is what everyone needs to be right now. And I just, I'm thank you so much, Heather, for being on the show and for sharing your wisdom. I just have a feeling 
everything about our message today is really going to resonate with everyone that is listening. So can you tell everybody where they can find you and just, just all the places on social media, your website, like tell us where they can find you. All, all the places. I'm in all the places. Yeah, My the favorite places. place to hang out is Instagram. I like to hang out on stories daily. And side note, when I talked about being authentic and sharing behind the scenes, Instagram stories is where I show up and give you all the juicy behind the scenes details. So definitely come connect over on Instagram. Say hi. I'd love to know what podcast you're thinking about starting or that you're running. I'm at the Heather Sager. And then a great place for you to just get to know some of these things like filler words and some of the other things we were talking about today. So I speak on help entrepreneurs get more comfortable speaking on stages. And I think a podcast is a stage. So I think those types of things would be relevant. So my podcast, Finding Your It Factor is a great place for you to go a little deeper with this. Um, And then of course, I have some areas you can go if you want to get some free training and such. I can share with those with you. Perfect. Yeah. Do you actually have one that you were going to share with us today that we need to go look at specifically? So the one, now that we were in the conversation, the one that I'm actually thinking would be really valuable for your audience is I have something called five fear busting hacks for getting more uh, comfortable on camera. I actually think these same things would be really valuable for breaking through any fear that you have on like the the stage of a podcast. So if you're grappling with that piece, I think that would be really helpful. So I have that. Um, You can get that over at heathersager.com forward slash get started on video. So that that one's there. And then if you're thinking about starting to use your voice by speaking on more stages, maybe doing guesting on other people's platforms like Facebook Lives or teaching in a group or speaking in an event, my like go-to training that I do is five steps to speaking on stages. So I have that available at heathersager.com forward slash five steps. Perfect. And we're going to link to all of these in the show notes. And I'm just... I'm so excited that you are in my life, Heather, because you have just been such a treat to get to know better. And this has just been so much fun. So thank you again for being on the show today. Back at you, girl. I had so much fun and I can't wait to see like the weirdness that happens when people start word vomiting. Like you're going to get all these stories of the word vomit. (laughs) It's going to be so great. (laughs) It's going to be so awesome. Thanks again. So what did y'all think? right? Like I'm totally right in saying earlier, I'm obsessed with Heather and how much fun she is. And I'm just like, where has this person been? I feel like she is just, she's my jam. She's my people. And I'm so happy to have her be part of this community. I'm so glad that we talked about public speaking and family and podcasting and just all the things that I feel so passionate about as an entrepreneur. And I know that you found lots of wisdom, lots of nuggets of things and strategies that you can take away from this. And I hope that you apply it not only to your podcast, but any way that you effectively want to communicate with your audience. I think that you should go listen to Heather's podcast. She has so many awesome, awesome, like it's like mini training sessions that she delivers every week. And she's so real. That's what I love. I think that that is what like draws me to her. She is absolutely real. Go to Finding Your It Factor. Listen to her podcast. One of my favorite ones that she did was with Bobby Clink about finding more cowbell and email marketing. And then she did one with Melanie, who's been on the show here from the DIY Marketing School podcast. And 
you just have to go listen because she's just, she's so easy on the ears and so much fun to chat with. So I hope that you enjoyed this conversation today. I would love it if you would share on social media, take a screenshot wherever you're listening to this and tag me and tag Heather. We're both on Instagram and you can find the link in the show notes to find all the places where Heather uh, hangs out and how you can connect with her. So go to crystalprofit.com slash episode 151 to get all those links, but find us on Instagram for sure and tag us, share this episode. That way we can help more people become effective speakers and effective communicators and just share the important messages that I know that you have. I know you have an important message in your heart and Heather and I would love it if you would share it with more people because that's how we make a difference, you guys. That is how we change the world is I like to say one podcast at a time because your voice matters, your message matters matters. So get out there, share this, make sure that you subscribe to the show. If this is your first time tuning in, we would love to have you hang out with us every single week. We put out brand new episodes every single week of this podcast, and it's so much fun to know that y'all are just waiting and you can't wait for the new things because we've got some fun things. If you enjoyed this interview that I did with Heather, I have another interview coming up with a copywriting expert and then an email marketing expert, and the list goes on and on of all the fun interviews that we have coming down the pipeline, as well as some other fun episodes that I have coming up over the next few weeks. So make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss any of those. But go to the show notes again at crystalprofit.com slash episode 151 to find ways to connect with Heather. Make sure you start following her all the places. Go check out her programs if that is something that interests you because I want to learn from Heather. Like I've been listening to her podcast and I'm just excited about all the things that she has to share. But remember, at the end of the day, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere.